Welcome to a special edition of the Kids Media Club podcast. I'm Andy Williams. And I'm Joe Redfern. And in this edition, we're going to be talking about the secret story draw, which was the brainchild of John Mason, who joins us today. Uh, and it's an initiative designed to get more diverse voices and talent into the animation industry. So we're also delighted to be joined by two previous winners of the secret story draw, Will and Katie. Welcome. So, John, tell us a little bit about the secret story drawer and how it came about. Uh, thanks, Joe. Uh, thanks for inviting us on. Uh, so uh, we've been trying to get onto this thing for a few for a few months. So thanks very much. Um, so the secret story drawer came about. Well, it, it's really a campaign full of optimism and opportunity. And I think if we've cast our mind back to the sort of dark days of the pandemic when we were all at home and. Uh, uh, George Floyd was murdered in the US and everybody took to Instagram uh, to put black squares up on their uh, on their social media platform as a as a sort of show of solidarity, I guess. And, you know, I did that as well and sort of left me with a little bit of an empty feeling really about doing that. It was like the least thing I could do. It was like, you know, done that and get back on with my life. And I started to reflect on that sort of the experience I have in my industry and the lack of diversity in our industry, in the children's media industry. And I, I started doing a bit of digging. I was just in, I was just interested, really. I was just really sort of setting out to sort of just inquire a little bit, really. So I pulled down a couple of surveys from uh, the Animation UK and, you know, and to my horror, uh, you know, the statistics sort of bared out what I thought, uh, you know, sort of, I think the, uh, sort of diversity representation was about 14% across the entire industry. And then when you go into publishing, I think black writers represented about 4% and uh, it found illustration for, for, for children's publishing. It was down at something like 1%. So I thought, what can I do about it? And I thought maybe I can start up a campaign. And having spoken to a couple of people in the industry about what sort of campaign we could run, we thought about having a competition where we encouraged uh, you know, illustrators and animators from underrepresented groups to submit artwork that could somehow qualify them for a internship inside uh, the industry that, that that I work in. And so that was kind of the the I guess the the brain sort of the, the brain fart of all of it. Really, it was to try, sort of try and do that. But then I sort of stopped myself really quickly and looked in the mirror, and I'm stale, I'm male, and I'm pale. And I started to think that mm, maybe, maybe I'm setting myself up here. Maybe this is not, this is not a discussion. This is not a discourse that I should be really involved in. And maybe I'm setting myself up to get like shot down. Uh, so I spoke to a lot of people in the industry, uh, people like Darren Nati, you know, uh, who you know is is, is a black guy, uh, has has risen quite high in, in the industry, and and I asked him really, so what. You know, what should I do? Is have I got even got any business being involved in something like this? And you know, he he was quite sort of indefatigable about it. And he was like, "Yeah, you absolutely should be doing this, John. You know, the these kind of initiatives need allies, and you're in a really good position to you know open doors, have those conversations, uh, and and you should really go for it." So so we did, and we kind of we went for it, and uh, yeah, and it's been uh, it's been an education for me. Uh, which is, I guess, one of one of the really important takeaways for me, and uh, and I think at Children's Media Conference I cried for the first time since we started the campaign 
because I got to meet Katie and uh, Sully for the first time, who I'd never met in in the flesh, and they never met one another either. And they had this big hug, and they said thank you to me for like what had happened to them, and the whole kind of world of it sort of landed on me a little bit, and it was all a bit overwhelming to be honest because I hadn't really realised uh, what an impact something like this would have you know i was just sitting in my little room during lockdown doing what i was doing trying to get this thing off the ground and even the at the point where people got the internships i was a little bit dislocated and removed from that didn't really didn't really get the impact of it at all until i saw it sort of quite viscerally yeah and it, and it uh, made me blub uh, a lot <laughs> amazing you mentioned there um, you've learned a lot. What are you able to say in terms of uh, what what have you learned from having gone through this uh, once and now about to do it again? Right. So this is slightly a bleak point, but bear with me. So when my wife uh, or the girlfriend, uh, now wife, fell pregnant, uh, it wasn't until she was pregnant that I started to notice lots of pregnant people walking around the streets of Brighton. It was like all of a sudden I become aware that something that was happening to me was ha was happening to lots of other people out there. And a sort of a veil was lifted and all of a sudden I became aware. And it, it's not until you start educating yourself around the lack of diversity within society just generally that, and then you start to that, this, it's the same thing, this veil gets lifted and all of a sudden you can see inequality and a lack of diversity e everywhere. And that, that for me was a really big, it's not ignorance, you know, it was, it's not, and it's not ignorance out of like, it's not willful ignorance. It's just not, it's, it just wasn't in my, just wasn't in my purview. It wasn't in my, you know, it wasn't in, and, uh, until you start to look and you start to inquire uh, and then you, and then you realize what, you know, what, what the experiences for people who, who don't have the opportunities that I do are like and uh, simple stuff like watching university challenge, like last night, turned on the university challenge. And the first thing that popped into my head when I watched it was there's no people, there's no people, there's no black people, brown people. I can see on that panel at all. It was all white people answering questions, you know, and it's just, and it's almost like it's almost instant now. We sort of just, so that's a big education for me. And I think an education for anybody who's been working in, you know, uh, in any kind of diversity initiative is that, you know, it's, yeah, it, it just pulls the wool off your eyes a little bit and you can see it for what it is. Amazing. I think it would be interesting to, since we have Will and Katie here, to get their experience as well of the, um, of the secret story draw. So first, going to, to you, Katie, could you just kind of give us an introduction into who you are? Um, and then we'll go on to Will, if you could introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of chat a bit about your experience with the secret story draw as well. Sure. Uh, so I'm Katie, I'm one of the winners, and I got internship, yay, and I'm currently a junior designer at an animation company. Yeah, uh, my name is Will, um, I uh, was a story, street story girl, and um, I'm currently I'm working as a compositor at Blinking, Blinking Industries. Amazing, and so a question for both of you is kind of how did you you find out about it and what's the process for you and your experience of it? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> for me, it's literally an ad on Instagram. So I was just scrolling through Instagram, like during pandemic, like everyone was. 
I was like, oh, this looks interesting. So I clicked on it and I read it. I'm like, oh, I qualify. And at that time, I've graduated from uni for a bit. And then I, I'm looking for jobs. Might as well try it. Um, so I did. And then I'm there like, oh, this is really cute. Like, I love the stories. I'm like, I'm just going to give it a try. I'm not going to expect anything. And I, and I won something. So that was really cool. Amazing. And what was your experience, Will? Um, I actually found out on, um, there was a group, Facebook group that uh, I joined a while back called uh, Black Animators UK. And it came up there. And they suggested that I uh, apply for it. And um, I thought it was a good opportunity because I've been trying to bring it to you for a while. And um, yeah, that's how I, did. I applied. Um, and uh, like, um, a bit like Katie, I didn't expect it at all. It was very, it was a very exciting day. It was one of the best days um, I can remember, really. Just so ecstatic about it. So, yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I had one other question, which was, so for your experience, was it the, do you think it, it made a real difference kind of in terms of, was it something that opened up real opportunities that you felt that there was kind of a closed door there before? Um, for me, yes, absolutely. I mean, I can't emphasize enough how big uh, this helped because I'm, it's all about momentum and, you know, being able to be, um, having that, able to have to win Secret Story Door and able to get that into DNEC, which was amazing. Um, really learned a lot and met a lot of people. Um, actually kind of helped me get onto screen skills, which also helped me get my first training job um, at Blink Industries. So it was really just like, it's like a little seed of plants and it grows. And I think, you know, Super Story was that seed that you know, allowed me to grow to where I am. So absolutely, yeah, it was, it, I, I can't stress enough how um, Super Story really helped my career. Amazing. Um, Katie, tell us, tell us a little bit about um, how long it took you to come up with your idea and, and, and your submission uh, based on the stories that had been written for the secret story draw. Oh, um, gosh, let me think. Um, how long did it take? Um, maybe a week of constantly working. So there's stories on the website and there's quite a few. And I sort of picked one that I liked the most. And for me, that was the little acorn, sort of just because the character had a little cute hat and I was really into hats during that time. And they're like, this character has a hat, I'm gonna draw it. And so that was, that's how I decided. And that took roughly about a week from the initial ideas and then like finalizing and getting used to the character's proportions and then drawing like turnarounds and then expressions. And yeah, about a week, I think. And what was the process then? What did you do after that? Can you talk a little bit about what you had to do with your ideas after that? Did you upload it to the secret story draw website? Uh, yes. Um, so I think we had a little upload portal thing when you filled out your details, like your name, um, your address, emails, and then you up just uploaded, like I uploaded like a PNG of my designs and submit and that was it very quick 
So, um, John, I'm going to, whilst we're um, talking to Will and Katie about the process and having done it once, do you want to jump in here and talk about what is that process for anybody interested in perhaps submitting this year? Yeah, so we, we, we changed it ever so slightly this year. I think one of the things that we found out about last year is that we had too many stories. Uh, so we, we reduced the number of stories. So we've got six this year. Uh, and if you go to the Secret Story Draw or www.thesecretstorydraw.org, uh, you can find uh, everything you need to know about the competition, why we're doing it. And then on there, you can find six stories that have been written anonymously by uh, our writers. You can pick one of those. That should offer you some creative inspiration to come up with uh, an illustration or an animation. You, you create that uh, in, the, in, you know, in a week or a few days, depending on you know, what your process is like. And then you upload that to the site. Uh, and that's all you need to do. You get a confirmation telling you it's been uploaded, and then uh, it gets uh, it gets reviewed by a panel of, uh, of very esteemed judges. So I don't know if Katie and, and Will sort of knew who would be looking at their artwork, but you know, so Axel Scheffler, the guy who created the Gruffalo, he was one of the judges. Uh, you know, he looked at your artwork. The, the head of uh, Tiger Aspect, the head of Nickelodeon, uh, uh, the one of the senior creatives from Ardman. Uh, from Jellyfish, uh, you know, uh, uh, agents from, uh, 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 I think, a Josie from uh, A Production, she looked at it. So there was a, you know, and we had a good old chat. Uh, I had a really good uh, conversation about, I think there was about 250 submissions in the end. Uh, and, you know, it was, it, was cut, it was touch and go on some of them in terms of like who made the cut and who didn't make the cut. So, yeah, it was a very rigorous sort of process. And then once we've got the winners, then we had a little bit of a bun fight with the studios on who wanted who, uh, you know, and and, and uh, it was really down to uh, sometimes it was down to the availability of the of the intern and where the internship was going to be. Sometimes it was down to uh, one studio wanting a particular intern over over another, uh, you know, but it all worked out. Uh, it worked out really well. In the end, I think everybody ended up at a studio that was was good, uh, and I think everyone got something out of it. You know, I wouldn't say it was one hundred percent successful. I know there was a one or two of the internships that didn't really pan out the way that they'd hoped, uh, but that's that's kind of life too. You know, that's you know sometimes these things work out, sometimes they don't. Uh, but I, I I think I would like to say the majority of people who took part of of had a meaningful experience and the first, you know, at least, and then some of them like Katie and Will and Sully. And uh, I think uh forgot the name now, but uh, quite a few people have actually gone on to secure further work or, or full-time jobs, which is absolutely the, I, that's the dream outcome. That's an outcome that I wasn't really anticipating. It was like, okay, I'm going to give, people three months experience they can put on their CV and it'll be down to them to kind of, you know, work it, you know, like we all do in this industry, you know, uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, it, you know, to hear like, you know, Will's got a job at Blink Industries now and Katie's, uh, I think, where are you? Illumin illumination, is that right? Illuminated films. Illuminated, illuminated. Film. <laughs> yeah, illuminated. You know, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's, you know, we've got people in jobs in the industry. You know, and at the, at the start of their start of their journey, start of their career. So who knows where they're going to end up? 
they might end up judging the secret story drawer in like you know 10 years time that's great and i think you know that stuff's life-changing really that, uh, that opening that door up i think that's amazing I'm kind of interested when you were talking about how you set it up and the fact that a lot of other studios were involved. Were you kind of instrumental in bringing on those studios and kind of approaching them? How did that work? Because that's a big part of it, is that building that network of studios is kind of where the opportunity comes. So that kind of, that's how it, you're making it happen, really. Yeah, so I've got, I've got COVID to thank a little bit. So I, I was basically locked in a barn for... Uh, every day for uh, you know 18 months and you know uh, work was drying up at, at jolly wise mark the studio that i run uh or we weren't very busy and i just had a lot of uh i, I just had a lot of time uh not to kill but i just sort of made time so I, I would i would i'd say on an average day i would make 13 phone calls a day every day to uh people i didn't know and people i did know and i would sell them in on the case for action, why it was the thing was important, why the initiative was important. And then uh, they would either say, send me some more information or they would go, no, thanks, but have you thought about contacting this person? And the, the whole thing just sort of snowballed. So the, you know, it, it's, this industry is not very big, uh, as you both know, uh, and as Will and Katie, you'll, you'll, you'll get to learn, the industry is not actually that big, uh, which is good and bad. Uh, good because you can get introduced to people who can further your aims relatively quickly if they align with what they want to do. Uh, and bad is that you know if you upset somebody, <laughs> you know word gets round, you know. But uh, but you know on the positive, you know on the positive, it's uh, it's it's a pretty it's a relatively good network to get into. And you know this industry is all about networks, really. Uh, people move around a lot and they remember people that they had a good experience with and they want to work with them again when they go somewhere else. So, and uh, so that, that's kind of how this thing sort of, it just snowballed. It just took on a life of its own. And I had an incredible support from people like Greg at Children's Media Conference, uh, Jackie at the BFI, who was a fantastic champion of it. Uh, and you got people like that on board and they're like serial connectors because they know everybody. If they tell somebody that this is a really great initiative, uh, then you know you're you're halfway there. I remember Jackie saying to me, "John, this sounds amazing, but we've got to make sure at the end of this, this has got a really nice smell about it. Because if it's got a really nice sort of smell about it at the end of it, then you'll be able to do it again. It will be easier next year." And she was right. It's been a lot easier this year. Uh, and just before we wrap up, I want to come to back to you, Will and Katie, to see. Um, what piece of advice would you offer to artists or illustrators, designers, animators who are looking to break into the industry and maybe even considering putting in an entry to the secret story drawer? What tip or piece of advice would you give them? Uh, or come to you first, Katie, and then to you, Will. What would you say? Um, I think just go for it. Um, um, just... Um, how would I put this? To just pick a story that you like, not have aims of winning something because personally that puts pressure on myself. And then when I like stress, I don't produce any good art. So pick something that you really like and just go for it for this competition. But in general, I think, I don't know, what do I say? Like just, keep keep at it like you will find 
an opportunity that will to like opportunity that will fit you and you will like it you will find something if you just keep at it and mm -hmm. on the way keep improving yourself great thank you and how about you will what's what advice what nugget of inspiration might you offer well first of all everything what katie said was great um well secret story george just you know like she said just go for it um, pick something that you love think that touches your heart like you'll learn a lot about yourself when you're doing it yeah, and also enjoy it. Amazing. That's fabulous. Well, I think we should end just by uh, you giving us uh, an overview of how this year is shaping up, John, and any key dates that our listeners might need to be aware of if they're thinking of entering. So the key date uh, is the 16th of September. That's the closing date for entries this year. Uh, we may or may not extend that depending on uh, where, where we are. I will say that we are struggling with Instagram's new algorithm change. Uh, uh, you know, we seem to be struggling to reach the same similar audience that we did last year. Uh, but uh, I can't remember who it is now, but I talked to somebody from Blue Peter la last year when we got to about two weeks out and I was looking in the database and we had hardly any entries and I started to panic. And I was like, oh my God, this is a disaster. This is going to be awful and I'm going to have no entries and I'm going to look like a complete idiot. And he said that the Blue Peter competitions that they run on live TV, uh, you know, three days before they're, they're on air, they had no, they'd have no entries. And then all of a sudden the post bag was just arrive and it'd just be full of stuff. So I've kind of got my fingers crossed that that's the case this year. Uh, and if it's not, then, well, you know, we might have to push the, the, we might have to push out the, the, the deadline for, and then, and really go for it on, on, uh, on social media and probably spend a little bit of money uh, trying to boost posts but you know we're getting there 16th of september is the closing date uh you know and like i say there are nine fantastic studios uh this year bbc's uh on board this year gutsy animation are also new uh the guys behind moomins and also uh wild child up in uh, up in scotland they're also uh, new new this year so you know fantastic studios fantastic opportunities and you know you know I mean, you know, take Will and Katie's word for it. You know, it 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 does lead to something. It's uh, you know, and you also get like a, you get a trophy as well, which is really heavy. Uh, which I I can't believe how big they are. When I saw them go out, I was like, wow, that's going to cost me a fortune in postage. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you. I've really enjoyed that. It's been lovely to meet you, Will and Katie, and uh, we're you know we're big supporters of Secret Story Draw, so we'll make sure that we uh, give it a plug on our own social media and through the Kids Media Club podcast as well. See if we can't get your post bag nice and heavy again this year, John. Thank you again for joining us today. It's been really, really interesting. And uh, we will we will get this put up on our podcast page and shared as far and wide as we can share it. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Joe. And thank you, Andrew. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate this episode and subscribe to the series. It would be enormously appreciated. And thank you very much for listening. We really hope that you tune into the next episode. Bye.